Welcome to Dietitian Table Talks, where I will probably never be sitting at a table. You will find me in my bed, in my pajamas, talking to you guys. I'm your host, Emily Bogato. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and online coach. This podcast is about nutrition, fitness, life experiences, and random things in between. Find me on Instagram at dietitian.em.b. Thanks for listening. Did you guys hear that? I made a little intro thing. And if you didn't hear it, that means that I didn't figure out how to put it in the episode. (laughs) How are you guys doing? Not that you can answer me, but... Um, First of all, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who listened to my last podcast and you're back for more. I wasn't sure if anyone was going to listen to it and I got 227 plays, so that's pretty cool. It made me so happy when people messaged me for days after telling me that they listened, telling me that it inspired them because uh, maybe they aren't liking their job that they're at or... Um, they're second guessing their career. So it just made me really excited to record another one and be able to talk about my different life experiences and, um, be able to inspire you guys more. So, uh, first I just wanted to say out of everyone who listened, 95% of you were from the United States. 3% of you were from Canada and 1% of you is from Australia. So if that's you, what's up, Australia? <laughs> this episode is going to be about red flags for online coaches. So as we know, everyone is an online coach these days or has an online coach. Or maybe you're an online coach that has a coach like me. So I think it's really important to educate the consumers and the people who are going to be buying these services on, um, you know, how to pick a coach, what are some red flags, what are some things that you should be looking for and asking, um, and, you know, just want to make sure that people aren't getting screwed over because I know it happens all the time. I have heard many, many bad stories. Thankfully, none of that has ever happened to me. I've had three different coaches since I have gotten into fitness. My first one was like three years ago, or actually it would have been four years ago now for um, when I first competed. I had a coach. That was my first coach I ever had for my prep for that. And I have had two other coaches since then. And all of them have been amazing. So thankfully, I have never experienced that. Um, Also, though, since I was in school for nutrition, if a coach ever told me to do something crazy, I probably wouldn't have done it. So (laughs) not everyone has that education, though, and knows what is crazy and what is normal. You know, they might think that eating zero grams of fat per day is normal when you want to lose weight. So it is important to educate yourself and know some red flags so that you can see it and be able to hire someone that will actually help you and give you some long-lasting results and not hurt your relationship with food or hurt your metabolism or just hurt your overall um, 
health. <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to think of that. So we're going to get started. Uh, one red flag for me, by the way, when I say red flag, that doesn't mean that these are all automatic no's. These are just meaning you, well, some of them are automatic no's and some of them are you just need to look deeper into it. Um, so one red flag for me is if they don't have any education or any type of credentials. Um, I personally believe that some type of formal education is really important. You know, you learn a ton, especially if you're getting a formal education, like in college, if you're going to be a dietitian or you have a degree in exercise science, you learn so much during those years of school. You know, you take anatomy and physiology and all kinds of classes where you learn a ton about the human body. So I find having some type of education really important. I know that you can easily take online, online courses and, you know, not really study or learn a lot and have some type of credential, but, you know, having some type of credential shows that you care to go above and beyond to be the best. You're invested in your education and you are willing to put the time and money in to learn. Um, with that being said, experience is really important too. So there might be coaches out there who don't have formal education and they don't have credentials, but they have been doing this for 20 years and have learned and researched along the way. Um, so I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm just saying to me, it is really important to show that you have invested yourself in your career. Um, with that being said, also, if you have health conditions, you're going to want to make sure that the person you're working with isn't going to make things worse for you. So if you aren't just like a healthy individual trying to lose a few pounds, I would make sure that you're working with someone that knows about whatever condition you have and knows what to do for your spe specific circumstance. Um, for example, if you were going to work with a personal trainer in person and you had a back injury, you would want to make sure that you're going to a personal trainer that knows their shit. You wouldn't just pick a random trainer who has no certification or anything. You would want someone who knows what they're doing so they're going to make sure that you have good form and make sure that you don't make things wor make things worse for yourself. Moving on to the next one. If a coach promises you a specific result in a specific time frame. For example, if they say I will make you lose 20 pounds of fat in two months or I will make you gain 12 pounds of lean mass in two months. You know, specific things like that, there is no way in heck that they can promise that that's going to happen. So if you see something like that, say I call bullshit and know that that person is pulling your leg. <laughs> um... I have literally seen people put in their bio on Instagram, like, you know how everyone puts like that, I help women, blah, blah, blah. I help women, blah, 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 with that little star glitter emoji. 
one time I saw someone put, it, it was so specific, like, I help women gain 10 pounds of lean mass in three months. <laughs> just like, really? Why do you have to do that? That just ruins it. But now you guys know, if you see something like that, know that it's bullshit. Um, the next thing I would say, um, this one isn't a huge deal, I don't think. It just really depends on the situation. But if the coach uses their shredded competition body to promote their lifestyle coaching, um, it just puts off the wrong image. Like, people will want to work with you because they want to look like you and have 0% body body fat, not literally zero, but super low shredded body fat and there's no context behind it and they don't realize that working with you isn't going to make them look like that. You know, with just lifestyle coaching, it's not extreme like that and the person probably doesn't even know that you only maintain that for like two weeks and then you had to gain weight again. So, if someone is using their shredded competition lean body for their, you know, online coaching or glute guide, you know, whatever, sometimes it just puts off the wrong image. And, you know, I have also seen people who have butt implants promote their booty guide and, it's just, you can't trust people like that because they're acting like, they're acting like you're going to get a butt like them if you do those workouts when really the only way you would get a butt like that is if you went to a plastic surgeon and got it put in. So, um, when people use pictures to promote their stuff, just be careful. Um, another thing is if the coach uses their body to say that like they are the smartest or the best you know I'm the biggest guy so I'm the best coach type of thing that's not true at all either because someone can be huge and shredded and you know taking steroids and look amazing but they could be the worst coach in the world they could just be you know uneducated they could not care about their clients. It Don't pick your coach based off of their looks. Yes, a coach, you know, should promote, you know, a healthy lifestyle and have a healthy lifestyle and practice what they preach. But, you know, it's not a contest of whoever's the most shredded is the best coach. Um, what else? Oh, here's something. Okay. If they promote their coaching by saying that they will heal your relationship with food or they will save you from your eating disorder. This one probably is the most annoying to me because a lot of times the people who are saying things like this, actually almost always, 99% of the time, the people who are saying things like this and promoting their coaching like that don't have any type of healthcare credentials and because someone with credentials would never say that. I will heal your relationship with food and you won't have an eating disorder after my 12-week program. Like a health professional 
would know that they can't say that to promote their coaching. Um, So if you have an eating disorder, I would really not suggest an online coach unless they are a registered dietitian and you're seeing a therapist or a psychologist and um, have a full spectrum, you know, a medical doctor and have a full team of healthcare professionals helping you. I would not hire a coach that does not have those credentials if you have an eating disorder or disordered eating habits. Um, You might even just want to see a dietitian or a a counselor or whatever in person and not even have any type of online coach because I feel like with situations like that, a lot of times being face-to-face in person is a lot better. Um, But if they're promising you anything like that, it's a no from me and it should be a no from you too. Um, I also see a lot of people do that with gut health too. Gut health is the new craze and apparently everyone is an expert in gut health. So be careful with that one too. Um, it's not as serious as an eating disorder, but still you don't that is something that a healthcare provider should be doing. You know, they didn't specialize in gut health. A registered dietitian has a lot of experience in gut health, and there are specific dietitians that really focus on that. I'm not one of them, but um, I know Lacey Dunn does a lot with gut health. Um, there's also a lot of people who are apparently experts in hormones, and they don't have any type of credentials. Um, And I would say for that one, if you have hormonal issues, see an endocrinologist, have a registered dietitian, and have one that specializes in hormone issues. Um, A girl that I follow on social media, Carly, does. So if anyone needs recommendations for those, you know, if you have a specific issue like that, feel free to reach out to me and I will try to point you to... A qualified person for that. Um, moving on, they have a very, very high price for their services and you have to pay it all up front. That is a red flag because guess what could happen? You pay it all up front, in the fine print it says no refunds, and then they end up not doing the type of service that you thought they were going to do or maybe they ghost you this has happened we all know (laughs) someone who has been called out for this and I know it's probably happened a bunch of other times but you don't want to blow a thousand dollars on a service that is not at all what you expected so you should be able to pay I have my clients pay pay monthly, but if you have to pay more than like three months up front, I would say that's a no. Unless that coach is, you know, highly recognized, you know, has amazing results from their clients, their clients love them, I would say it's a no. Um, Next, if the coach uses only meal plans for all their clients that's a no no from me and 
if they're not a, di a registered dietitian and they're making meal plans, that's a no for me too. So meal plans, I have a lot of people who when they first reach out to me, they want a meal plan and I have to tell them why I'm not a big fan of meal plans. So meal plans are not very maintainable or sustainable. I don't know many people who would eat the same meals every day and be able to do that and not go crazy. Um, it's very, very restrictive. You're not getting a wide variety of nutrients in your body if you're, if you're eating the same meals all the time. Um, and it really doesn't teach you anything because all you're doing is looking at a paper and following that and not learning why you're eating those foods or how it's helping you or even how much of those, you know, how much protein and stuff you're eating. You're not really learning anything. It's just, you know, doing what you're told and then what happens after you can't, you know, follow that meal plan anymore. Um, I find that when people follow meal plans and they come up to a situation where they can't follow it, for example, if they have to go out to a restaurant or they have a birthday party or a holiday or something like that, it turns into an all or nothing mentality where they're like, oh, well, I can't eat my plain chicken breast and asparagus for lunch today, so might as well have a whole pizza. <laughs> you know, it just goes from extremes where if if they were following something more flexible, they could say, all right, well, I'm out to eat now, so I'm going to look at you know, the good options on the menu and I'm going to order something healthy and I'm going to fit that into my day and it's all good. Um, with meal plans, it's more of, you know, an effort mental mentality where if you can't follow your meal plan to a T, then I'm going to eat whatever the heck I want. <laughs> um, some other little things to do when you're looking for a coach would be to ask their current and past clients what they think of them. Um, in order to find their clients, obviously, I guess they would have had to post them. And if they're a terrible coach, they probably wouldn't be posting their clients that much. Um, but if they're a good coach, they should have, you know, either like a highlight in, on their Instagram page of clients or they should have them on their story or their business page or reposting stories that their clients tag them in. You know, there should be some kind of proof that their clients like them. So um, ask their clients, send them a message. Hold on, I need a drink. Last time, I tried to edit out all the times I took a drink and... It was a lot harder than I thought, so you guys are just going to have to hear me gulp down my water. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so send a message to their clients. I know my clients would be happy to tell anyone about me and how, you know, my coaching works, how long it takes me to reply, stuff like that. I know my clients would be happy to tell anyone that, and if the, if your coach is good, they should be happy for you to ask their clients how they are. Um, another red flag. They have 8 million clients. <laughs> um, I don't know how coaches can have like 
hundreds of clients. I just don't understand how that even works. I feel like it would be really exhausting and the time it would take to get back to people, I think it would take a long time or they're just not as like thorough or detailed with their clients. Um, there is no way I could have a hundred clients and do them efficiently and, you know, send audio feedback and look at all of their sheets. You know, I have a Excel sheet. I have a question sheet. Look at their photos, compare their photos to the past weeks and come up with a new protocol for them. And maybe it's time for them to have a new training program. I don't know how people could manage to have hundreds of clients and take care of them all and know who they all are. There's no way you can remember all those people and what they're doing, you know, when their next vacation is, when their wedding is, you know, everything about them. So if they have 8 million clients, I'd say that's a red flag. Um, another big thing is if that coach only has their clients do like one type of thing like they have all of their clients do keto they have all of their clients on a vegan diet they have all their clients on meal plans or you know they have all their clients do the same thing that's a red flag because there's no way that what's best for one person is best for everyone so if they're making you do a specific kind of diet like that without even like questioning you or anything that's a red flag. Um, I think we're coming towards the end of these, but another one would be is if they shame you to be a client. So this has actually happened to me in person at my gym, um, but it can definitely happen online too. So a personal trainer... I walked in one day and a personal trainer, he's like an old man. Um, it was like 5.45 in the morning. I walked into the gym and he calls me over and he was like, first he was like kind of nice. He was like, you know, someday I, I would really like to help you with your posture. And I was like, yeah, I know my posture's bad. Like I was well aware of it and I have been trying to fix it. I think it's a lot better now actually, but I knew it was bad. I sat at a desk on a computer all day for my job and I was barely allowed to get up. So I knew my posture was bad. My, I have what they call like tech neck where your neck goes forward from like looking at a computer or a phone. And you know how like a lot of girls on Instagram have the pelvic tilt that makes their butt stick out. Well, mine naturally kind of like tucks under. Um, It's not good to have either of those. It's good to just be neutral. But naturally, mine has always just kind of like tucked under. And so he literally goes from head to toe, tells me everything wrong about my body, tells me that it makes my butt look flat, And literally mocks the way I walk, but like over-exaggerates it and mocks me in front of everyone else in the gym. And I'm like, 
dude, this is not the right way to get clients. I absolutely freaking hate you now. And I would never be your client because you are rude as frick. <laughs> um, I actually went in the locker room and cried and then went to the other location for my gym. There's two locations. I went to the other location for like three months because I didn't want to see him. And I just remember this too. The funny thing is he actually came up to me again just like a month ago because he's so old. I think he literally can't remember that that whole thing happened. And he told me again that he wanted to help me with my posture. And I was like, I literally said, are you kidding me? I was like, we already had this conversation. Do not talk to me. (laughs) And now I don't really care. But if someone shames you and makes you feel bad, like, you know, makes you feel fat or not good enough or just makes you feel like shit in order to have you as a client, that is not the kind of coach that you want to have. Like, you want to have a coach that makes you feel good and shaming people is something that people try to use as a tactic to make more money and it works in ads and stuff people will or companies will make people feel like shit to buy their supplement or buy their whatever weight loss hack that doesn't even work so if someone shames you don't hire them as your coach Um, I think that's all, but I did want to tell you guys about my stressful week too. (laughs) This is basically just me rambling now, so if you don't want to listen to this part, that's fine. But I just have a PSA and a little story for you guys. So last week I went to the dermatologist and... I had a couple moles that I was concerned about. I got one removed earlier this year, um, like way earlier, and it came back fine. But I had a couple that just didn't look right to me. Um, As in like, I forget, it's like A, B, C, D, but I don't know what the letters stand for. I know B stands for border, C is color. D, honestly, I can't, asymmetrical might be A, D, I can't remember what D is, um, but one of them was, like, kind of had weird borders, and it had, like, a pink spot in it, um, and when you look up, like, moles that are bad, it looked like those, so I went into a different dermatologist, and he was like, oh, well, you know, it could be bad, but I also don't want you to hate me for giving you an ugly scar on your shoulder, but it could be bad, so let's just um, send it into the lab, so I got that mole, like, taken off, which is just, like, it's not, like, a deep, um, it's not, like, deep, they kind of, like, shave it off almost, (laughs) this is really gross, so I'm sorry if you are disgusted, but um, they sent it into the lab and on Monday they called me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but your mole came back as um, severe dysplastic nevus, which could turn into melanoma and 
I looked it up and it said that it's really hard to tell the difference between melanoma and severe dysplastic nevus. Um, so they're like, you're going to have to get that one surgically removed. So they're going to have to like dig in deeper and get all the cells out. And they're like, and we want you to get two more removed to check those ones too, to see if those ones are bad too. So few days later or yesterday actually this is Friday by the way right now I'm gonna upload this on Sunday so you guys can like listen listen to it on your way to work or during your workout or something but so yesterday on Thursday I went and I got two more removed and so I have not been able to really train upper body very much um and so this whole week I was scared that I have skin cancer I haven't gotten the results for those two yet, so waiting on that. And I have a lump on my boob. So next week I have an ultrasound. I went to an OB and they ordered me an ultrasound and I'm going to be going on Tuesday to get that. So this whole week I literally had just been scared that I have skin cancer and breast cancer. And I haven't really been able to work out. I barely left my apartment, so <laughs> I'm going a little crazy. This is my fault, though. I just haven't done anything. Um, Wyatt came over the other day, and I was, like, running around dancing and, like, going crazy. And he was like, have you gotten out of the house today? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> um, But, yeah, basically, I just had a really, really stressful week and I'm sad and I have three open wounds on me but it's gonna be all right and just pray that I don't have any type of cancer and that I can just get whatever removed and it's fine um but I think I'm gonna end this here thank you guys so much for listening If you listened, send me a message and tell me because it makes me so happy. And if you have any suggestions on things you want me to talk about or you want me to have other people talk about um, or just any suggestions for me, please send me a message. Feel free to share this with a friend that you think it would be helpful for or share it wherever. I'd really appreciate it. And... I love you.